essentially the same unappreciative crowd full of scumbags from last night. Hello wrestling fans and welcome to episode 21 of the Scumbags Wrestling Podcast. My name is Sean, I'm your host, coming to you from London, Ontario, Canada. On this week's episode, we look back at some of the behind the scenes of Smash Wrestling's Super Showdown. We'll review StarCast and All In and look forward to three, yes, that's right, three WWE big events on the network coming up in the next couple weeks, being Hell in a Cell, Super Showdown from Australia, and the Women's Evolution event, all happening within the next little while. Thank you for joining me, sit back, and we'll get to our show in just a moment. Welcome to our latest edition of the Scumbags of Wrestling Podcast. My name is Sean, and I'm your host, coming to you from London, Ontario, Canada. We'll start off first with some news out of the independent uh, ranks, as we always love to cover Smash Wrestling. Since Super Showdown happened on August 26th, it's been a little bit quiet around the uh, ranks of Smash Wrestling, but that doesn't mean they're not busy getting ready for a lot more shows coming up on the road, whether it's London, Kitchener, or in Toronto. Right after this report, we're going to have a rundown of the upcoming events happening all around with Smash Wrestling. Super Showdown 6 was quite the amazing event that we were able to uh, take in live in row 3 of the VIPs and right beside Brad and Scott as they did commentary. And you'll be able to catch all the action starting this Thursday night, 10 p.m. on the Fight Network as they kick off all the matches from Super Showdown 6, starting with the incredible match featuring Sebastian Suave and Tarek in a no-holds-barred last-man-standing matchup. If you turned into our live show on the road with our Facebook Live and then follow up with our audio version, you'll know that there was a lot of trepidation on behalf of Sebastian Suave going into this match. He wrote that he was feeling very overwhelmed with emotion, not due to butterflies, but because of something else. And I kind of speculated what that might have been, and I had a feeling it might have involved his knee, since he had been off the road uh, from doing actual matches for a few weeks now. And sure enough, that was the actual result, because a couple days later, after Super Showdown, Sebastian Suave posted another uh, note in regards to the one that we read on that show. I'm going to read it to you guys, and you can give us the feedback of what you think was going on with that and how your thoughts are with everything that Sebastian wrote here. He entitled it The Risk and the Reward. A day or so prior to Smash Wrestling's 
Super Showdown 6, I made a heartfelt post about how I was about to have the biggest match of my career. I opened up hard because I wanted every single person reading to know what my match versus Tarek meant to me and that meant that I was setting big expectations. But I was very vulnerable and I wasn't sure if I could meet those expectations due to a knee injury I kept from most, so I vaguely let everyone know that I was scared for the first time in a long time wrestling. My post was about being authentic, so that meant showing that vulnerability. This torn PCL injury has been a nightmare, and until a week prior, I wasn't sure if I could run the ropes or pivot. I spent thousands of dollars on physio, supplements, rehab equipment, laser therapy, and I was emotionally exhausted and frustrated during the rehab process. I was not missing this match. I had to pass on out-of-province tours, drop titles, miss title shots, and more. It took a toll. Now, wrestlers deal with injuries routinely, and so have I, but this one was different for me. It was a mental struggle. Numerous times in that first month, I'd buckle and fall to the ground with forced tears in my eyes off something as simple as a random tweak. Each time I stress about August 26th, Super Showdown 6, those close to me saw how hard it was on me. Then came August 26th. During the entirety of the match, my worry was not my head, but my knee. Call it the man above, good science, adrenaline, luck, or whatever, but I was protected on that day. Then the bell rang, and the match ended. At that moment, I was reminded about the magic of pro wrestling. The fans, my peers, the staff, the media, the venue crew, my opponent. The outpouring love, praise, chance, and concern. The whole magic of the night made nine weeks of self-inflicted turbulence like dust on my shoulder. What a stage Super Showdown 6 was. Thank you to every person in that building who made me feel alive and at home. August 26, 2018 will forever be a gift that you all gave me. Knowing that backstory on there and then hearing his trepidation going into the match and then all the things that were going on just totally amazes how much blood, sweat, and tears this man is willing to give to make sure that his company and the fans are successful and the people who work with him. And I guess that was evident by the fact that he came out later on in the show as they were cleaning up from the uh, boxes, ladders, and tables match. Um, And he, off camera, gave that heartfelt speech again to everybody, thanking them wholeheartedly and then surprised even his own closest workmates and the people who were on his right and left side of him who didn't even know about the surprise free show that's happening on October 14th. And yeah, I said it before numerous times um, last week when we did the all in preview, we talked on a touch a slight bit and then we talked a slight bit on Chris Maloney's Sharpshooter podcast there's nothing that makes the whole independent wrestling scene 
seem so friendly than what you witness at Smash Wrestling. So I encourage everybody to go out there and support them as much as you can because they give it their all. Even if you're not in the best shape and worried about what's going to happen to you physically, they suck it up and give us what we want to see, and they do it for us. Then to top it off uh, even further for the emotion and everything that went into Super Showdown 6, there was Tyson Dukes. And a lot of people, Dave uh, had commented, because both of him and I went to the Northern uh, Tournament in Toronto as well and saw Tyson come out and win that, giving him the number one contendership. He was supposed to face Joey Janela for the vacant championship. And then he comes out limping. There was vignettes uh, playing off what happened when Malice attacked him. And he was saying that he was still injured and couldn't get back in shape in time and didn't want to just call it in. So he made a call to the management and was able to get his own pick to replace him sort of like how Frankie TM was able to get Joey Janela to replace him and as we saw Tarek ended up getting that call he stepped into the ring to face Joey Janela and a seventh Smash Wrestling champion was crowned that night and it was an incredibly emotional uh, scene seeing uh, malice and the pillars facing off with each other and then Tarek taking the victory closing the show with the pillars standing strong and tall together and holding that new uh, champion in their group with Tarek and to find out what actually happened that allowed Tarek to be able to step into that position and instead of Tyson being there, is incredible. Sebastian also shared that with the fans on his Facebook page, and I'm going to read it to you in just a moment. He entitled it The Definition of a Wrestling Veteran. Well, it was likely over one year ago, Tyson Dukes, who was Smash Wrestling's locker room leader, top vet, arguably the company's best big stage performer, who has made Smash his home, who has made Super Showdown his stage and main evented in a match of the year candidate last year, agreed without batting an eye to build up his chase for his stolen championship only to sit out the biggest show of the year. And it was fucking hard for him. So the company can make it count and make a star out of Tarek and give the fans a moment. As he mentioned, his mother is very ill and he had to leave home the week of the show and pass on being there live to physically pass the spot to Tarek. One day before the show, he said he's coming back because Smash is his home, and Tarek is family too. While I appreciate likes and comments, tagging Tyson with kind words and a share to let others know how lucky we are to have a vet like him is what we owe him. From the bottom of my heart, you are the only reason there are three other pillars and the reason we ever got a chance in this industry. 
You were the first person behind the curtains 11 years ago to hug Brent and I after our first ever match. This little greenhorn uh, cried a minute later because your approval meant everything. You never sing your own praises because you once said you are uncomfortable with flattery. So today, allow someone else to do it for you. That was a post that Sebastian Suave made on his Facebook page on the 28th of August, reflecting on how great the moment was that Tarek was able to bookend Super Showdown 6 and the selflessness of Tyson Dukes to be there to not do his match, not go after his title, but to hand it over to one of his four pillar friends, Tarek. And this is why he is quite the locker room leader and why you have people here in London going to his wrestling school to learn how to be wrestlers. If his selflessness behind the curtain is anything like his in-ring, these students are going to be amazing uh, figures in the locker room and in the ring, just like the man who's teaching them. If you were ever at a Smash Wrestling show and see Tyson live, be sure to thank him for everything that he's done over his long career in professional wrestling and thank him for what he did, his selfless act that he did at Super Showdown 6. He is obviously a man who is not driven by ego and is looking out for the best in what is good for the growth of a company. And Smash Wrestling is his home, as Sebastian said, and he only wants the best for it. He's the one who even suggested that the opening match, Super Showdown 6, would be Tarek against Sebastian, just to start off the night with such a powerful match that had a lot of deep-rooted beginnings that were coming to the conclusion there. And, yeah, it totally worked out. Once again, go to uh, Fight Network Thursday night, 10 o'clock, and see everything that happened at Super Showdown 6. You won't be disappointed at all. And for now, that is your Smash Wrestling Report. If you're looking to get into the wrestling business, check out the Tyson Dukes Wrestling Factory. His school is located right here in London, Ontario, Canada. Learn from one of Canada's best wrestlers around. It's located at 309 Exeter Road, and it's open Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday, 6 p.m. till 8.30 p.m. The Tyson Dukes Wrestling Factory teaching the new generation of hopefuls into superstars. This is your Smash Wrestling live event calendar for the week of September 6, 2018. After coming off a highly successful Super Showdown on August 26th in Toronto, 
Smash Wrestling returns uh, to the rec room in Toronto with Smash 100 Part 2, a mystery show. It happens September 16th at 2 p.m. You won't know what's going to happen until they uh, play their music and come on out. Last year had a lot of great surprises, and this year is guaranteed to be no different. Get your tickets today. They're selling out quick. Then Smash Wrestling presents London Vacation at the London Music Hall on September 23rd. Doors open at 4. Matches start at 5. Already scheduled for this card is Tyson Dukes and Brent Banks tagging together to go against Kevin Blackwood and Daniel Garcia. Coming off his highly emotional match against Tarek, Sebastian Suave laces up the boots to take on one half of the Smash Wrestling Tag Team Champions in Psycho Mike Rollins. After Kevin Bennett threw a fit at Super Showdown and disturbed PCO, PCO now looks to get some revenge on Kevin Bennett as they take on each other at London Vacation. The Tyson Dukes Wrestling Factory is going to be represented as Kill Screen, Scotty O'Shea, with his two new members, take on the team of Wrestle Factory. Team Wrestle Factory will consist of Jordan James, Alec Realm, and Jim Strider. Another representative of the Tyson Dukes Wrestling Factory is Velvet Lee. She'll be taking on Xander Bale at the event. And also, the first match that was announced, Halal Beefcake will take on Dylan Andrews and his sidekick, as most of us know, is Puff, PWI number 500 this year. London Vacation will be filmed for the Fight Network and will be aired around the globe. Then on Sunday, September 30th, Don't Test Karma, Smash Wrestling Live at the Taste of the Tannery in Kitchener, Ontario. Doors open at 5, first bell at 6 p.m. Already scheduled for this event include Mark Wheeler versus Space Monkey. Sebastian Suave takes on Von Vertigo. The Muscle faces John Greed. Tarek defends the his newly won Smash Wrestling Championship against Scotty O'Shea. Jody Threat faces Xander Bale. And in a Buffalo Boys Fatal 4-Way, Daniel Garcia, Kevin Bennett, Kevin Blackwood, and Puff all face off to, against each other. These guys know each other so well, and they travel up and down the roads together, but this time, they're all in the ring at the same time, facing each other. Who knows what will happen when the Grapplers Anonymous Boys from Buffalo face off with each other. As announced on October 14th, a free show, This Is Smash, filmed for the Fight Network. This is the brainchild of Sebastian Suave, with the thanks of Scotty O'Shea, Tyson Dukes, and Pepper Parks, all wanting to give back to the hardworking staff of Smash Wrestling. This is their opportunity, as everybody in attendance will get in for free, Donations gratefully accepted, and all proceeds that will be collected that night will be divided by the incredible staff that help make Smash Wrestling what it is each and every time we 
pay our hard-earned dollar to see their matches. Once again, that's happening Sunday, October 14th at 4 p.m. at the Rec Room in Toronto. And finally on our list is the Canusa Classic 2018 being filmed for the Fight Network. It's being hosted by London Comic Con and will take place at the Western Fair Agriplex on October 27th, 5 p.m. Bell time at 6. It's Smash Wrestling's annual tournament where women from Canada and the United States all battle against each other to prove which country is far superior. Currently announced to represent Team USA is Vita Scott and Tessa Blanchard, the Impact Wrestling's Knockouts Champion. Representing Team Canada is former Team Captain Lufisto, Jody Threat, Cat Power, and Casey Spinelli. More names shall be announced in the coming weeks and days. We here at the Scumbags Wrestling Podcast plan to be heavily involved with the event and do our own uh, podcasts multiple times during the weekend and try to bring you some of the superstars that will be taking part in the Canusa Classic. Stay tuned for more announcements as it goes on. And this has been your Smash Wrestling event calendar. Hey guys, we're looking to make a big splash at the Canusa Classic happening during London Comic Con. Show your uh, scumbag colors by going to twistedmerch.com where Twisted Tees is going to be selling our t-shirts. You can get the original Scumbags of Wrestling logo shirt based off the WWF Superstars of Wrestling logo. There's also the Scumbags of Wrestling Raw is War inspired logo. Plus, brand new to the collection is our Scumbags of Wrestling podcast logo based on the Survivor Series Get your t-shirts now for $25. If you order directly through me, I'll save you the shipping and handling, and I'll donate some of the uh, proceeds to Cody Diener's latest Giver for Charity event. So be sure to get your t-shirts in time for Comic-Con during October 26th to 28th. Go to Twisted Tees at twistedmerch.com support the scumbags of wrestling support this podcast and support Cody Diener's gear for charity It's the best day of your life, because the realest guy in the room is coming to the 5th Annual London Comic Con. Meet wrestling superstar and rapper Eric Arndt, formerly known as Enzo Amore, now known as The Real One, appearing Saturday and Sunday. The 5th Annual London Comic Con, presented by Start.ca, happens this October 26th and 28th at the Western Fair Agriplex. It's a three-day celebration of art, comics, and pop culture with celebrity guests, vendors, and more. Southwestern Ontario's largest fan event. 
Come meet from Star Trek The Next Generation, Marina Sirtis from Buffy the Vampire Slayer, James Marsters, Ted Raimi from Xena Warrior Princess, The Yellow Peril Ranger, Serena Vincent, The Young Boba Fett from Star Wars Episode 2, Daniel Logan, From They Live, David Keith, From They Live, Keith David, Mr. McFreely from Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood, David Newell, and former UFC star and WWF Intercontinental Champion, Ken Shamrock. Plus more announcements still to come. Tickets are on sale now. For tickets and more information, go to londoncomiccon.ca. Thanks to super partners, start.ca, M&T Printing, Lens Mill Stores, Heroes Comics, Toboggan Brewing, Western Fair District, and media partners, London's Best Rock, FM96, Classic Rock, Free 98.1, and Fanatics. London Comic Con, October 26th to 28th. I said earlier that there was a not much going on with Smash Wrestling at the moment, but they're doing a lot of plannings for many live events coming your way. Well, the same can be true in a way for WWE. But aside from their regular schedule, you still have a lot of content coming your way on social media, on the network, and on TV. Not only do you have Raw and SmackDown every Monday and Tuesday night, 205 Live happens at 10 o'clock on the network. Wednesdays has NXT at 8 o'clock, followed by the Mae Young Classic 2. There was just announced that Mixed Match Challenge 2 is coming back, and it's starting the 18th of September. NXT UK is on its way, and WD is currently putting together three, yes, three consecutive network specials that will air over the next couple of weeks and are being set up as we watch Raw and SmackDown each week. The first one takes place on September 18th at the AT&T Center in San Antonio, Texas, and it's Hell in a Cell. Already scheduled for Hell in a Cell is Daniel Bryan and his wife Bree taking on the team of The Miz and Maurice. This will extend their a little bit longer with this way station because they're bound to meet up a whole lot more if Brian has his way. Inside of Hell in a Cell, Jeff Hardy finally gets his dream match of being in there, but this time he's going to take on Randy Orton. The SmackDown Tag Team titles will be on the line as they defend against either Rusev Day 
or the bar. That will be determined next week when the two teams face off against each other after Paige made these two three-way matches to determine a new number one contender. Alexa Bliss is uh, invoking her rematch clause and has challenged Ronda Rousey for the Raw Women's Championship. Becky Lynch, seeking revenge on her former best friend Charlotte Flair, has challenged Charlotte for the SmackDown Women's Championship. And in a few days, getting hotter and hotter as the weeks go on, AJ Styles is going to defend his title against Samoa Joe. And Braun Strowman becomes the third person in Money in the Bank history to call his shot as he officially cashed it in and gave the briefcase over to Baron Corbin, issuing a challenge to Roman Reigns for the Universal Championship at Hell in a Cell. This should be interesting considering he's now aligned himself with Drew McIntyre and Dolph Ziggler, who recently won the Raw Tag Team titles from the B-Team this past Monday night. Where does that leave Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins, who are sure to be on the card and helping out Roman Reigns, just like they did to start this whole thing with Braun Strowman needing to find backup of his own. There's sure to be more to be added to this card as the weeks go on, but it is getting closer, and September 16th is Hell in a Cell. Right after Hell in a Cell comes WD Super Showdown in Melbourne, Australia on October 6th. Challenge is none other than the first ever WWE Universal Champion, Finn Balor. I mean, if you guys know our history from NXT, you can just imagine the possibilities. I mean, we could come out and I could do his entrance. Or we could come out and he could do my entrance. Even better, you know what we can do. We've done this before, and I'd say we got it down pretty good. We could come out and do the dirty dancing routine entrance. How sweet would that be? You know what? It doesn't matter because when we get in that ring, all I know is that this time I'm taking it to the top, and we are winning the mixed match challenge. Bailey and Finn Balor, we got this. Shanti, this is the modern day Maharaja. And I yet have another spiritual intervention this time with my partner for Mixed Match Challenge 2. Yes, she has some issues, and yes, I can't help her achieve inner peace. And together with the power of Shanti, we will conquer Mixed Match Challenge 2. My partner, unfortunately, is in deep, deep meditation at the moment. My partner is none other than Alicia Fox. Shanti. The Mixed Match Challenge number two. So you see, last time I had my partner Finn Balor, and he was great. I loved him. He was awesome. But this time, I'm ready to dominate. So who did I call in? The Dominator. <laughs> my man, Bobby Lashley. And we're going to go all the way to the top, and we're going to win this one this time. Absolutely. 
September 18th, streaming live on Facebook Watch. Right after we finish off with Hell in a Cell, two days later will be the second season of Mix, Mix Match Challenge on September 18th on Facebook Watch. In se- the second season, teams will compete in a round-robin style tournament throughout the 14 30-minute two-match episodes. The finals of Season 2 will take place at TLC Tables, Ladders, and Chairs pay-per-view on December 16th. This is a lot different format, it seems, than Season 1, but that's okay. We'll see how that progresses. From the brackets that Wikipedia has posted, it seems a little bit different setup compared to Season 1, where every team will actually face you off against each other. Maybe there'll be a point system going on, but somehow they will narrow it down to the two finalists. As far as teams go, a handful of them are staying together with another group being reformed. From Raw, Alexa Bliss will remain partners with Braun Strowman with Team Little Big. Sasha Banks is now going to be with Bobby Lashley. Her former partner, Finn Balor, will team with Bailey this year. Those two have quite the entrance and friendship from their NXT times when they used to trade back and forth and do each other's entrances. So maybe they'll have fun this time doing that. Alicia Fox will team with Jinder Mahal and representing Canada, Natalia Neihart will team up with Kevin Owens. Over on the SmackDown side, last year's winners, Asuka and Miz, will remain a team. Just like married couples, Jimmy Uso and Naomi, and Lana and Rusev will remain on the same team. However, Charlotte Flair will not be with Bobby Roode this year, but she will be teaming with the WWE World Champion, AJ Styles. And in the oddest pairing of the whole thing, even more odd than Alicia Fox and Jenner Mahal, will be Carmilla teaming with R-Truth. He, I guess, is putting aside his goals to try and get a championship match by beating Carmilla, and this time teaming with her instead. Hopefully in an effort to win the Mixed Match Challenge. This will definitely be the comedy team of the whole tournament. Daniel Bryan, everyone knows you're fragile. You have fleeting moments of glory. But you'll never have the sustained excellence like I've had. You thought I embarrassed you at SummerSlam? That was nothing compared to what I'm going to do to you in Melbourne at the WWE Super Showdown on Saturday, October 6th. It's the Miz versus Daniel Bryan. Not to be outdone by Hell in a Cell, they don't get much rest as they head down to Australia, Melbourne, Australia, that is, for to the Melbourne Cricket Grounds on October 6, 2018 for WD Super Showdown. This, much like the Saudi Arabia show, is a huge show with Melbourne, Australia, throwing a lot of money at WWE to bring what 
could be considered a glorified host show to their country, and that will be shown on the network. I believe you might have to get up at 4 a.m. if you're anywhere in North America in the East Coast just to watch this. But it is Super Showdown and billed as the final time that Undertaker will face Triple H. A variety of legends have already chimed in with their thoughts on who will win, and with Steve Austin being the only one to have picked Triple H to take that victory. After all the times that Triple H and Undertaker have fought each other this past week, Shawn Michaels joined Steve Austin in that sentiment, and in the middle of the ring, he declared that he feels that Triple H will win that match, but then he was stopped in his tracks as Undertaker came down and said he's only picking that because of the fact that Undertaker retired Shawn Michaels. The two men had a huge stare down, and next week Triple H will appear on Raw to give his point of view on what he saw in the confrontation between Undertaker and Shawn Michaels this week on Raw. Continuing on down the card, we see John Cena makes an appearance teaming with Bobby Lashley to take on the team of Kevin Owens and Elias. Daniel Bryan and The Miz face off against each other in singles action, and this will determine the number one contender to the WWE Championship. With everything that's going on on Raw lately, The Shield teamed together to take on the newly formed team of Braun Strowman, Dolph Ziggler, and Drew McIntyre. Ronda Rousey teams with the Bella Twins to take on the Riot Squad. AJ Styles and Samoa Joe face off again against each other for the WWE Championship. Cedric Alexander will defend the WWE Cruiserweight Championship against Buddy Murphy, who returns home for this event. The New Day will take on The Bar. Asuka and Naomi will team to take on Australia's own Iconics. And Charlotte Flair will defend the SmackDown Championship against Becky Lynch. Or she might end up challenging Becky Lynch for the title, depending on what happens at Hell in a Cell. That's 10 matches in total, and... With a lot of the WWE shows going very long lately, and I want to stack this card as much as possible, anything could happen with more matches being booked for this card. Once again, that's the Super Showdown happening in Melbourne, Australia on October 6th. And finally, the third of the events that WD will be presenting on the network will happen on October 28th at the NASA Veterans Memorial Coliseum in Uniondale, New York. 
It's WWE Evolution. The WWE's first all-women event, kind of making up for the fact that women were not allowed to be on the Saudi Arabia show earlier this year. With Hell in a Cell and Super Showdown all happening within weeks before Evolution, they really can't announce who will be facing who for the championship matches. However, we do know that all women's championships will be defended at the event and will also feature the finals of the 2008 Mae Young Classic Tournament. So there'll be four title matches, including the Raw, SmackDown, NXT, and NXT UK championships. And what has definitely been announced is going to be Alexa Bliss taking on Trish Stratus and Lita facing Mickie James. I know myself might have wanted to reverse Mickie and Trish as a match and Alexa versus Lita, but it is what it is, and those matches should hopefully be very entertaining. They've boasted that there will be 50 women on the card from past, present, and presumably future, since it's NXT is the future, and they might bring in some people who aren't officially signed, but 50 women in total will be appearing on this card that emanates from the Nassau Coliseum in Uniondale, New York. What are your thoughts on all these three events happening at one time and the juggling of characters trying to identify who they're challenging? You get Alexa Bliss going against Ronda Rousey one week and Trish the next time, and she's surprisingly been able to address both in all her promos, and the same has to go with everybody who has different opponents at these events. So it's kind of an overload of live action, but if that's what you love, you're going to be settled for a long time to come because there doesn't seem to be stopping anything WDE puts out. The best part is a lot of it's going to be all on demand, so you don't have to actually sit down for the whole time. But if you so choose, you got plenty of time and plenty of content to watch. Tell us what you think by sending us an email or posting on our Facebook page. Thank you for joining me for this 21st episode of the Scumbags Wrestling Podcast. Be sure to check out our next episode as we look forward to Hell in a Cell this weekend. We're going to do our picks and review for Hell in a Cell and look forward to the Smash Wrestling cards that are coming up. And maybe even a couple other segments will pop up as we present episode 22. Once again, thank you for joining me on this podcast. And we'll try and get back to some more roundtable once everybody is able to settle in from their summer vacations and get back to work from and school routines. Essentially the same unappreciative crowd full of scumbags from last night. Over me, and I can hardly breathe.